0: Precious time that we can give to your glory. So bless these gifts to your purpose, and we will praise your name and hold it high as a light in the sky. We pray all these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning once again. Um, If you have your Bibles, if you'll turn to John chapter 13. Um, Of course, you all know that John is my favorite book of the Bible anyway. But um, I want to talk to you about Jesus and... uh, it's based on humility. It's based on love, and uh, and he gets into it pretty good, you know. Uh, I'm gonna probably start around the fifth or sixth verse, uh, but I'm gonna give you a little heads up uh, before the feast. Jesus knew that he was his hour had come before the feast of the Passover, and. That he would depart out of this world, and he also knew that uh, uh that his own which were in the world, he loved them and and, and he loved them unto the end and at supper that night uh when it ended, uh, the devil came, and of course he uh got in the heart of Judas Iscariot, and uh and Jesus, knowing that, of course, him being the Lord, knew everything and knows everything. And, uh, and so, uh, he went into this little thing uh, about what he was going to do. And, uh, and so, he rested from supper and he laid aside, this is verse 4, he laid aside his garment and he took a towel. And he girded himself. And after that, he poured water into a basin. And he began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then he cometh to Simon Peter. And Peter said unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said to him, What I do thou knowest not now. But thou shalt know late hereafter. Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. And Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said unto him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet. But it is clean every will, and ye are clean, but not all. For if he knew who was to betray him, therefore said he, Ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garment and had sat down again and he said to them, Know ye what I have done to you? You call me Master and Lord and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then your Lord and Master have washed your feet, ye also should wash one another's feet for I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you very verily I say unto you the servant is not greater than the Lord neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him and if you know these things happy are ye if you do them I speak not of all of you all I know uh, whom I have chosen but that the scripture may be fulfilled he that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his feet against me now I tell you before it come ha- uh, that when it is come to pass you may believe that I am he Let's pray. Father God, I love you and I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for your word. I ask you Lord to allow me to decrease, you increase so that we can understand what you're saying here. That we can apply the example to our lives. Lord, we know that what's coming in the next chapter and what he says there. Lord, but we're just talking about this right here, right now pertinent for our time, pertinent for today. Lord, I love you and ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus knew that he was going to be betrayed. He knew that his time had come. He also knew who was going to betray him. The rest of the disciples did not. And so he finished supper and he rolled up his garment and he took a towel and wrapped himself with it and he poured water into a basin. And he washed the feet of his disciples. Now if any of you have ever had your feet washed. It's a very humbling experience. If any of you have ever washed the feet of others. It's even a more humbling experience. Um, it's, a, it's an act of humility. It's an act of love. Think about this. Think about this. Jesus, the master and creator of the universe, is washing the feet of his disciples. Now, we all know, because you've heard me talk about it before, that during the time that Jesus lived, the main mode of transportation was walking. And the roads they had were not only used by people walking, but by livestock. And the streets that you lived on, livestock passed Dogs, cats, cows, sheep, camels, horses. You name it, it walked the street. People. And so you go about your business doing what you do during the day. If you have to go to the market and trade and come back and all that, you get home. Somebody, especially in a well-to-do home, somebody's job is to wash the feet. Why do you think that's an important job? Why do you think they wash the feet? We've read earlier that Jesus went to a festival and they did not wash their feet. That was an insult. In that time, if you did not have somebody to wash the feet of travelers or somebody people entering your home, that was insulting. Could you imagine? Because they don't—they didn't sit with their feet under the table like we did. They lounged. They laid on their usually they laid on their left side and ate with their right hand, and their feet was behind the person in front of them or below them around the table well guess what if nobody washed them feet what kind of aroma do you think you had coming off your chicken what kind of aroma do you think you had when you drank your wine you eat your bread more than this you got the master washing the feet of his disciples and he tells peter something very important that we need to understand he said if you wash you need not wash but your feet what he's talking about is a relationship with him what he's talking about is the internal cleansing you get when you believe who he is so you don't have to continually be baptized to remission of sins throughout the rest of your life. You just need to wash your feet. What he's telling you is when you sin and I have forgiven you and you come to me in relationship you are washed. You are clean. You are white as snow. You will never ever again be stained. But what he's telling you you gotta wash your feet. You gotta say, Lord, I, I didn't do good today. Forgive me of my sins. And it's not forgiveness for salvation, it's forgiveness for relationship. For relationship. Think about this. Have you ever had a strained relationship? My dad went two weeks, never acknowledged my presence. I'm 63 years old. I was 16 when that happened. Never forgot it. The longest, most miserable two weeks of my life. I've had some tough ones. But when you walk in a room and you sit down at the table to eat dinner and my father would not acknowledge my presence. He talked to everybody. Never addressed me, never looked at me. I would make a comment. He never had any emotion shown on his face. It broke me. I had to tell him what he already knew. And from that point forward, our relationship was restored. So when we do our little, our little sins that we think as Christians, those, those that since we've been saved, It hinders our relationship, not our salvation. Not our salvation, because he tells us you can't lose that. You're in his hand once you have it. Now, the question is do you really have it? Now, that is where a lot of doubt comes in. But if you have it, you know without a shadow of a doubt. And that's kind of what Jesus is saying here when he's telling Peter unless I wash your feet, you have no part of me. You are a me. You've been clean. For so he knew who would betray him. See, he knew that one there was going to betray him. And that one was not ever washed with salvation, ever. So that the scripture could be fulfilled. And tells him, You call me master, and you are right, and you call me Lord. And he said, You do well, for so I am. But if then your Lord and Master washes your feet, you also ought to wash one another. So, what we need to do is we don't need to be real hard on each other when we see. Brother so-and-so say something or hears him say something. Or sister so-and-so do something. We don't need to be real hard. What we need to do is go wash their feet. Go wash their feet. Literally, maybe, but figuratively, you need to go help them. You need to go lend a shoulder. Lend a prayer. Maybe it's a pat on the back. Maybe it's just sit there and listen. And if they ain't talking, let the silence speak. Be there. we got to love one another. Like last night, the little card or a little bookmark. I think it was what, 1334, I believe it was. You know, let me read it here it says a new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you that ye also love one another you love one another as I have loved you and you also love one another didn't we love one another last night we did great today we're doing great tomorrow we'll be doing great what about the one who's not feeling so well What about the one who has a lot of stress up under their life? Because we don't communicate like we used to when I was a child, we don't know so-and-so's hurting or so-and-so's in need because of the word that came out of the youth Sunday school class today. P R I D people do you think a proud man will wash the feet of somebody Think about that do you think a proud man will humble himself enough to wash somebody else's feet that he deems below him below his stature kind of hard for him to do it pride is a terrible thing he's telling us to put others before ourselves We're not to be selfish. See, you didn't think I was paying attention, y'all, did you? We're not to be (laughs) ill-mannered. They're laughing at the inside joke. Um, But we're not to be ill-mannered. And it's hard to be positive every day. But guess what? Christ gave you two helpers helpers we're indwelled with the Holy Spirit who gives us the discernment and the understanding to understand the other gift the written word the written word I gleaned that in Sunday school today that's what's going on in this little class back here God is calling us to humble ourselves with each other so that others can see us. Think about that. Think about that. When we get together, do people see us fussing and arguing? Do they see us laughing and cutting up? Do they see us focused and accomplishing on one task? How do they see us? Do they see us being loving and considerate to each other? Or do they see us being snippy, snooty, and ill-mannered? <laughs> I could throw that in there twice. <laughs> I'm ringing a little bell over here for y'all uh, don't know. Uh, <laughs> and I noticed Renee's back there laughing. And somebody else is over here shaking their head, so we're, we're good. Uh, <laughs> uh, you kind of had to be there. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, hey Sharon, and it with the words was jumbled up, and I got it. <laughs> That's, that that right there is in a, in and of itself as a miracle because I can't do that, but I got that one. <laughs> um, but anyway, you know, he, he's telling us that the servant isn't uh, the uh, the servant is no greater than the Lord and the Lord is no greater than the servant so if you own a business or whatever you're into you know, and you are a service based business you'd be kind you'd be nice you'd be honorable you'd be honest but you're not to be a road mat or, or a doormat and you do everything you can to please the people To an extent to where it's there's nothing you can do. There's some people that it doesn't matter what you do, (laughs) you're not going to please them. So you do the best you can do and pray for them and move on. But here's what we got to do with each other. If you will take care of each other, it becomes a habit. And then, guess what? You start taking care of others outside your circle. Every one of us has a circle of influence a sphere of operation and ours overlaps here and it overlaps out there and so when our spheres cross how do we act? when our spheres cross some other people now all of us have difficult difficult people in our lives you know what Jesus tells us to do? wash the feet it's not like somebody being mad. If somebody's angry, the quickest way to, to solve that anger is get my ice cream cone. Now I'm going to ask you to think about this on your own. Have you ever seen anybody angry eating ice cream? I dare say no. Wash their feet. Do something to defuse the situation. We're we're the children of God. We're His friends. We're His sheep. We're His hands. We're His feet. We don't need to be walking on crutches to do Christ's work. We don't need to be uh, putting our friend, not checking on him. Think about this. Does all of us have one friend that we always check on? Do all of us have one friend that we neglect until we see him? Do we neglect our Lord? He's our friend. Then we neglect to wash his feet with our prayers, with our humbling before him. Think about this. Have you ever wrote a love letter to God? Imagine how that would start. Dear Jesus, I'm 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 very sorry. You know, I would love to be able to be filled with your spirit constantly. To feel that Spirit guiding me. Lord, I would love to be able to see the people you put in front of me and what they need from me so that they can see you. Lord, I get this feeling sometimes that I'm not adequate. I feel like that, yes, I'm saved, but barely. I want to be more. Bold. I want to be more active. I want to be full of you all the time. I want to be that river of living water flowing out of me that you talked about. Lord, oh yes, and by the way, that one thing that's that's in my heart, that's in my mind that I refuse to speak out loud, I'm going to write it in this letter. still haven't been able to vocalize it. I know you know it. I know you've forgiven, forgiven it but it haunts me today. Lord, you know that, that thing that every day I do that stresses me and I tell you I'm going to try not to do it every day. Lord, could that, the, could that be the thorn in my side? And those thoughts, Lord, that run through my head from time to time I know they're not nice I don't mean them but yet they're there and every time I think about this I think I'm on the verge of 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 losing you Lord I don't know what I would do if I lose you Lord sometimes I feel like that I'm just going in circles I feel like nothing I do is good enough. Nothing I've done is good enough for you and your kingdom. I see other people and I wonder, why can't I be like that? And then in a still night in the middle of a sleep, you tell me, because I want you to be like you. I want you to be like you. He's like him because I wanted him to be that way. I need you to be like you. To do the things that he can't do. That only you can do. He said, Lord, I'm I'm sorry for bothering you. But these are the things that are on my mind. These are the things that are on my heart. And then you get that. I know, son. I know. You're my child continue to go forward persevere persevere you're not perfect as long as you're here you won't ever be perfect don't be so hard on yourself Lord I hear you I hear you loud and clear. But sometimes it's just hard to hold on to that. Life gets in the way. We get distracted. And then he says, Remember, you're in the palm of my hand. You're in the palm of my hand. No man can take you Out of the palm of my hand. And these are the things that Jesus is telling us. These letters, these letters, we all need to sit down and write one to Jesus. Be honest. You know what happens when you write that letter and you sign it and you put it away? You know what happens? Those bags you've been dragging, all the burdens. go away. They're lifted. You can take a breath. And then you can go back to serving Him to the best of your ability. Do I think you're going to have to write more than one letter? Over time, probably. Probably. Same thing can happen When you're praying, you can do the same thing. It's just something about seeing and hearing what you say to Him makes a big difference. Putting atmosphere to your cares and your worries and your troubles. I believe those things aren't hindered by ceilings and roofs and, and we're there straight, straight to the Lord and so if we know these things if we know these things happy are ye if you do them if we do these things don't you think of how happy it's going to make have you ever seen somebody do something good for somebody and walk away feeling worse than they did before they got there nah I haven't I haven't every time that I've gone and done mission work or helped somebody I always feel like I've left More excited and proud for them than I have been for my, than I was when I got there. And that's not the reason to do it. If the reason is because God put it on your heart and you followed Him and you touched the life. We get distracted with so many things going on today. I had a conversation with a man yesterday, and this has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm talking about here other than there's a lot of people out there that are asking questions a man asked me he so, said what do you do for a living I said I'm a pastor do you believe we're living in the end times I said I believe we've been living in the end times since Jesus was crucified and raised and ascended to heaven except me said what he said well God says no man knows when he's coming I said you're right I said but God also gave us the warning signs I said if you read the book the signs are there he said do you think we'll see the the temple built I said if I'm a Christian I ain't <laughs> he said how can you make that statement I said because God's church is leaving here He said, well, don't the temple have to be built for the church to be gone? Nope. I said, you know what? Stopping the church from going today. He said, what? I said, it ain't the time. I said, nothing has to happen for God to take his church out. Well, I'm not Pentecostal. I said, I ain't either. That's how we ended the conversation. (laughs) It's got to be prepared. You got to be. I don't know where the Pentecostal part comes from. You know, you've got to be prepared. And I walked down there and I felt pretty good. He told me, he said, I was going out the door. said, please come back. I said, I will. <laughs> That's my invitation. I will be back. And we'll have a little in, more in-depth conversation when I have time. When the time is right. I've been asking God to give me the ability to know when it's right to go back. But those are things that you have to be aware of. You know, we're supposed to be able to wash any man's feet. Wash any man's feet. Sharing the gospel, you know what that is? Washing the feet. Answering questions, you know what that is? Washing the feet. Helping somebody do anything. If they drop something in the grocery store and you pick it up, washing their feet. You know how rare that is today for somebody to hold a door open for somebody to come in and out of a building? Somebody asked me this morning, said, You know, is this new generation, are they just different than us? I said, Absolutely. I said, When we come along, there was only two ways a child could die natural causes and talking back to your parents. That was it. Certain death, either way. And if you did do it and survived it, you didn't do it again. So. Yes, things are different. Times are different. But our Lord is here. The gate is still open to the ramp of salvation. We should be actively shoving people up it. Put it in another analogy. All of us should be riding around with life-saving rings on the side of our vehicles. So we can throw that life ring out to somebody that's drowning in sin what it's about washing the feet you have been washed you have had spiritually your feet washed some of you maybe have had it physically might be something we need to look into but uh but if we did that we would probably in the area they would call us foot washing baptist that's okay it was good enough for Jesus good enough for me um I'm going to take this moment right here to ask you, do y'all have any question about what we talked about here today? Do you have anything on your heart that stirs you that maybe, just maybe, you need prayer about? Do you have anything that's, that's causing you to squirm or any concern whatsoever? Are you concerned about your salvation? Are you doubting your salvation? Are you concerned about your life situation? Things out of control with you. Be honest. Today's a day to be honest. The first day of the rest of your life. If there's something you need prayer about, come down here and see me. I will pray with you. If there's something you need to help straighten out, let me know and I'll see what we can do. But there's one thing for sure. If you don't tell me, I won't know. Because God has gifted us with a lot of things. Those of us who have been ordained. But he has yet to gift us with mind reading. We're not that gifted. If you don't tell us, we don't know. This is your family here. This is your church family. We are here for you. And you are here for us. We should be honest with each other. I should be able to look at you and you look at me and tell when something's wrong. My wife can do that. I can walk in and she can look at me and she say, All right, what's going on? She knows my facial speech. She's been around me long enough to know. And i say oh, all nothing. She said, Oh, I ain't cutting it. And I know when she's upset. That's because we spent time learning each other, enjoying each other. The more, the more festivals and festivities we have where we get the fellowship that's how we learn each other that's how we learn to trust each other the biggest reason most people won't share what's going on in their lives is because they're afraid they're going to get ridiculed talked about behind their back I can assure you that's not happened here and if it does and I hear about it I'll shut it down because that's one way that Satan can get in and divide this congregation And we've been blessed. Very blessed. We have some God-loving people here who love each other. And I'm going to tell you, that's rare in today's society. That's rare in today's modern churches. This is a gym. Like Ronald Reagan said, "This this is the house upon the hill. The bright, shining city. This is it. You're here. We should fill this place till it bust out. With people wanting to serve God and be loved on. So I'm going to close this in prayer. If you're needing salvation, if you're needing prayer, life help, whatever, let me know or the deacons know. But today's your day. The Lord is there. If you need to be saved, get it done today. If you need to enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ, it's today. If you need to renew that relationship with Jesus Christ because you've you've been grown dull or, or, or the, the coals are white and they need to be fanned again so they're glowing red. Today's the day. Today's the day. Don't walk out that door today and cross that threshold without having been made right with God today. Because we don't know what's going to happen out there in the parking lot. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I love you and I thank you for this day. Lord, I ask that you give us the ability to wash not only each other's feet, but others. Lord, we ask that not any person we come in contact with would cross into hell without having us talk to them first. Using you and the power of your spirit to go before us, Lord. We don't know how much time we got left, but we got right now, we have right now, And that's what we need to do right now. Lord, we need to be prepared. We need to be humbled and ready to go forward to serve you in your kingdom. Lord, I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Number 434. 434. I have decided to follow Jesus.